0: Stand with me at
1: this time as we sing Hosanna.
2: So good to see you fellowshiping together and and uh, enjoying each other's presence. And I pray that you're. I know there's a lot of encouragement going on. That's what all take place in the house of God. We ought to encourage, lift each other up, and and um, and I'm grateful for that. Thankful for the the good spirit here today. And um, I just want to give the Lord praise because He's the one that is. It's all about. Without Him, we we could do nothing. But He's our everything. He's our all in all. And um, I'm grateful that we can know Him and that. He gives us grace. He gives us strength. He gives us eternal life. He gives us all things that we need that pertain to life and godliness. Everything that we need to live here in this world, uh, we find in the Lord Jesus. And we find it right here in His Word. It will guide us in all truth. And we have the Holy Spirit within us. And He'll never leave us and never forsake us. Things change. People change. We live in a world where there's it's always changing. But our God never changes. And I want to encourage you with that this morning. He doesn't change because he doesn't need to, because he can't be improved upon. He's absolutely perfect. He's holy and righteous and true and living, and we find we find grace and help and strength always when we look to him. And so uh, I just want to remind you about that today, and it's so good to see you uh, this morning. I welcome you this morning to Liberty First Baptist Church, and I uh, just want to say how thankful I am for this great group uh, down front here. I'm so proud of them. We had such an awesome, incredible uh, week of, of camp down in Mobile and uh, we're going to be sharing that with you and, and I know that God's going to be glorified and God is going to be honored um, but we just had a great week and I'm thankful for your prayers uh, we felt those prayers um, I don't know if you know the story or not but uh, I went to get the, the two passenger vans that we had rented uh, a week ago and was told that they just didn't have them and so um, I thought well is there any way that we can just pull them out of the sky? You know, we got to have something. And, uh, but anyway, the Lord worked it all out. And um, uh, we, we took bus one, and, and they gave us a minivan, and um, we were able to, to head on down, and, uh, and we got there safely and got back safely. And uh, that is, as Stoney reminded us, the first thing Stoney did as we got together, as we got off the bus last night, was remind our students what God did. And one of the things that God did Uh, Not to mention all the great things that he did during the week. But one of the things that he did was got us down there and back safely. And so to God be the glory. And I just want to glorify the Lord for an awesome week. And and I can't wait for uh, you to hear about uh, the wonderful week that God uh, blessed us with down in uh, Mobile. Um, I do want to say that this week we were in... uh, Or last week we were um, in our adult Bible study gathering time. And uh, and I got word one of the uh, leaders... Uh, youth pastors that, that I got to go to mission site with, uh, he had shared that Roe versus Wade had been uh, reversed. And uh, to God be the glory. And um, so, uh, yes, amen. Praise the Lord. You know, we have to fight for those that can't fight for themselves. And that, of course, is the, the innocent lives, the unborn. And since 1972, I'm, that was the year I was born. And since then, 50 years or so. Uh, but now. You know, I know it's up to the states, and so we pray for the states, and, um, and I'm just grateful now that, uh, that these unborn, innocent babies now have an opportunity to life. And so we ought to celebrate that, celebrate life. And, and you know, um, I know that, that the church has been criticized for, uh, for only caring about the unborn baby. They don't care about the mothers, and that is just not true. You know, the one group on the face of the earth that, that adopts the most is believers. It's Christians. And what about our hospitals? The hospitals, so many hospitals are, are named after, after Christians and, and after denominations, like Baptist Hospital of, of Easley, we've heard it called so many times, and, and uh, St. Francis and all of this. And it's, it's the church, it's the Christians that care about life and that care and minister in Jesus' name. And, and so, um, so let's pray. And I, I'm grateful. I, I, know, I know families right here in Liberty that have adopted. And I pray that that will, you know, continue, and pray for that adoption process. But, but to God be the glory. And isn't it amazing? And, and uh, I probably shouldn't say this, but isn't it amazing that all of a sudden we know what a woman is, isn't it? You know, all of a sudden you know, there's there's an outcry. You know, um, but I just praise the Lord. You know, you know the culture will lead you astray. The culture is confused and. And, and and all of this but we need to be guided by the truth and the truth of, of god's word and what's right and and so i believe that this is uh, indeed it's not a political issue it's a it's what's right it's a moral issue and i'm grateful uh now for uh, for that decision and, and the supreme court justices we pray for their safety because evil and the devil hates when you do godly remember that students you know we're reminded that the world hated jesus and they're not going to show us any better treatment than they showed our lord and savior the world hates that the devil hates that so um so we pray for those supreme court justices and pray for the moms and pray for these babies and pray for the adoption i love the gotcha day stories that you hear so many times and i pray that those uh, would increase and um and so uh that you know as, as this move this process moves forward that that abortion will just kind of be something that'll fizzles out, and, and you won't hear that much about it. But may God be glorified, and to God be the glory. We're going to have prayer here in just a moment. And I, I do want to pray for our nation and pray for the individual states and, and for adoption process and, and, and for all, all of this that's involved with with, uh, with this. But this has been a prayer for a long time that this would be overturned. So I just want to thank God for answering prayer and, uh, and give God the glory. Um, also, uh, I encourage you to be back tonight looking forward to, to preaching uh, to you a message about pressing on for the Lord and I hope you'll be back tonight uh, for that and um, And then I um, want to remind you uh, about Wednesday uh, the men's prayer group meets at Yanks at 8 o'clock and men, this is a great time for you to get involved and, and, and join these men and uh, they'll be sharing together, praying together and uh, having good fellowship and, and breakfast together so uh, we, we started it at 4.30 uh, but I think, you know Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. And hopefully, you mature a little bit. And we realize that it's a little bit brighter, you know, to, to meet a little bit later. So, um, so eight o'clock in the morning. Do want to remind our men about that? If you'll, uh, I hope I hope this grows, and um, and I'll pop in on you from time to time as well. And so, we just want to remind our men about that. And then uh, Wednesday night Bible study, and and um, also our youth and kids will be meeting. Uh, Doug wanted me to announce as we think about vacation Bible school coming up, July the fifth through the eighth. Uh, that's, um, that's coming up really quickly. Uh, but Doug said that he would be here Thursday, Friday, and Saturday morning you know, to have the church open uh, to decorate. So just keep that in mind. Uh, teachers and volunteers, um, he will be here on those days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, to, to help uh, you know, get things ready and to donate or donate um, to decorate uh, for a vacation. You can donate too. Um, we, we take cash and cards and uh, Venmo and all that. All that stuff, but but to decorate uh, for vacation Bible school. Vacation Bible school, uh, like Mission Week and like infuge is 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 a wonderful week. And little boys and girls will be gathering, singing about Jesus, making crafts, and and uh, and, and enjoying games, and, and more importantly, uh, enjoying the Bible stories about Jesus. And it's our prayer that they would come to know Christ, and not only them, but it would reach out to their families. So. I just want to remind you about Vacation Bible School as well. And then uh, at the conclusion of the service today, um, we will have a deacon uh, election. And um, we'll be saying more about that. But be in prayer for that, that God's will would be done and and, that God would be glorified. Very important as we think about the leadership of our church. And I do want you to know that Dr. Uh, Robert Dickard, he's our director of mission with the Piedmont Baptist Association, will be here. Through the month of july and he'll be here to preach on sunday morning sunday nights as well as as lead adult uh prayer meeting and bible study through uh through the month of july so be in prayer for robert and and then of course in the next few weeks i know that you will be the church will be selecting a pulpit committee so we pray about all this and uh that god's will, will be done we pray about god's man i know that you know that we'll have uh, an interim pastor that'll be named at some point and, uh, and then beyond that, uh, the search committee, the pulpit committee will be praying and seeking God's will. And then church family, uh, don't leave it up to them to just pray. Pray for them and pray for God's man. He's somewhere right now preaching somewhere. Pray that God would would uh, uh, would speak to his heart as, as he speaks to our heart. And um, and I, I assure you that our prayers are going to be with you. This place is dear to our hearts. We love you. And uh, we will uh, be lifting you up to the Lord in prayer. And we appreciate it your prayers as well and I look forward to the days ahead I know that good things uh, are going to come in the days ahead and so I'm grateful for that Um, but uh, as we pray this morning please um, remember Miss Jessie Smith she's our shut end of the week and I want to reach out and and encourage her and let her know that we love her uh, this week Um, but I just give the Lord praise once again uh, for answered prayer and uh, thankful for a wonderful week and uh, pray that today that God would be glorified and perhaps you're here today And you have a special request on your heart This morning um, I encourage you right now as we go to the Lord in prayer Let's let's give it all to God right now Any anxieties and any worries And any stress or anything Any fears that we have I pray that, that we'll have a time with the Lord Right now and just give it over to Him And, and let's trust Him this morning uh, Pray for our students as they share as well And I remind our students that you're among People that love you so much And um And so they're proud of you and they want to hear from you this morning. And I pray that God would use us this morning for his glory. But let's gather together, those of you who would, uh, let's join around the altar this morning as we call on the Lord in prayer. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before You in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank You for the hope that we have in You. Thank You for salvation, Lord, through Your wonderful grace and Your love. Thank You, Lord, for being obedient even to death on the cross, Lord. You sacrificed Yourself for us. Thank You for that, Lord Jesus. And without that, Lord, we'd have no hope. But Lord, when we know You and we turn from our sin and trust You as our Lord and Savior, thank You that the Holy Spirit takes up residence in our hearts and Lord, it's the beginning of a wonderful change in our life. And and I pray, Lord, that love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control would become more and more evident in our lives as we yield to You and as we come under the authority of Your leadership and Your Word. Lord, may it be Your work and not our work. May it be all about You and not about us. And so, Lord, we seek Your guidance and Your direction today. I pray for those that are hurting and those that have... Uh, fears and worries and anxieties I pray Lord that they will give them over to you right now. Lord we look to you for help and strength and we know that your word assures us that we'll find that grace and strength that we need Lord when we call on you. Thank you for the peace of of God that passes all understanding and may that peace become real to us even today dear Jesus. And we thank you Lord uh, for uh, Roe versus Wade Lord being overturned uh, we, we pray for the, the unborn, the life of the unborn. And, uh, and we pray for, for, uh, for those moms, dear God, as, as they come upon circumstances. And Lord, I pray that, uh, God, that you will just work and we celebrate life. I pray, Lord, for the adoption process and we pray for the individual states. And I pray that most of all, dear Lord, that the church will continue to adopt and the church will continue, Lord, to be the salt and light, Lord, in this dark world. And, So we ask for your help and for your strength, dear Jesus, and uh, we pray for our students, Lord, as they share this morning. Use them, Lord. May something that they say, may you use it, dear God, to touch hearts, Lord, that it would penetrate our hearts and that, God, that we would commit today as you lead. God, we give you the praise and glory. We thank you, O Lord, great things you have done and great things that you are going to do. We pray for Vacation Bible School coming up, Lord, I pray for volunteers and teachers and pray for Doug and and the leadership and all, Lord, that's involved. I pray that you will guide and work and direct and pray for a wonderful week of VBS to come. May boys and girls hear about Jesus, and may they trust you as Lord and Savior. I pray you'll give endurance and strength, Lord, to the teachers and volunteers. May it be a wonderful week, glorifying you, Lord Jesus, we pray. In your precious holy name and all God's people said, Amen.
0: If you'll stand with me once again
1: as we sing our operatory hymn, Oh How I Love Jesus.
3: Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank this wonderful day. We come here to worship you, Lord. We, we thank you for the safe trip for our youth that has returned. And, and uh, the devil tried to intervene with the vehicles, Father, but we, we we came through. You came through for us and, and blessed them with, with the way down and way back safely. Thank you for everything you've done for us. We ask you to bless the tithes and the offerings we to receive and glorify you, King. name we.
4: Still the miracle that I just can't get over My name is registered in heaven
1: My praise belongs to you
4: forever
5: This is my testimony from death to life
4: Cause grace rewrote my story I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous, I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony.
1: Come together, sons and daughters,
4: bought with blood and washed in water sing the praises of the spirit son and father our god will finish what he started our god will finish what he started oh this is my testimony from death to life because grace rewrote my story i'll testify By Jesus Christ, the righteous, I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony.
6: If
1: I'm not dead, you're not
4: done. Greater things are still to come, oh I believe, if I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things are still to come, oh I believe, I'm not dead, you're not done. Greater things are still to come, oh I believe, if I'm not dead, you're not
5: done. Greater
4: things are still to come, oh, I believe. This is my testimony from death to life. Cause Grace rewrote my story, I'll testify. This is my testimony, this is my testimony.
1: We
7: all we signed a card in God or something. <laughs> we'll miss you.
2: Thank you all so much. Uh, that was so sweet. And um, I just want to share as our as our students, y'all go ahead and, and come on up. Um, just to kind of share with you the uh, an average day the life of Fuge. Uh, let me just say that it's always late nights and early mornings. And by the time you get to the end of the week, it takes its toll on you. And then when you're driving on the way back, an eight-hour trip, and everybody else is sound asleep catching up on their sleep, you know, you're fighting it. <laughs> but thank the Lord for coffee. And... Um, but, uh, but they, we'd get up around 7 or so and, um, and they'd have uh, breakfast around 8 and, uh, and then uh, they would go to their Bible study groups and then following the Bible study groups um, we would have a uh, send-off uh, celebration that would take place after, after lunch and then we would, we would go to our mission sites um, from around uh, like 12 to around 4. We, we, had, we were back on campus at 4 o'clock and... Um, and so, in, in my group, um, there was uh, there was Cade and Maggie and Allie, and Megan, and then my wife got to go on mission, mission site with my wife. Uh, but we went to the Mobile Parks and Recreation Department. Uh, they have a summer day camp, and I can't remember the name of the of the actual um, what's that Hillsdale Hillsdale Community there in Mobile, and um, and so there was about a hundred kids there. We got to interact with them, and uh, they'll be sharing about that. But uh, our group was, uh, you know, was in various mission sites, and uh, that's always kind of tough the first night. You know, uh, you get there and you find out what group am I in, and then who's in my group from my group, and that kind of stuff. But by the end of the week, you develop relationships from students from Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, even a group from Missouri, Tennessee, uh, 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 Mississippi, uh, Alabama. So all from the, from around. And you get to build those relationships, and, uh, and, it, and it really is meaningful. And, um, it, and then by the end of the week, um, you know, you, you, it's tough to kind of say goodbye. But especially to those campers, those kids, and the ones that you get to minister to, you know, that last day is, is always tough because it's so meaningful. And, uh, but it's great to know that in Christ, you know, that when you share the good news, if they come to faith in Christ, that's going to be a part of the reunion day. You'll see those ones again. Isn't that great? The hope that we have in Jesus, you know, that there's a grand reunion day coming. Uh, this is about my twentieth fuge, and I have long forgotten a lot of those from years ago. But I believe I'll see some of them again, and, and that's part of what the, the glories of heaven is—that reunion time. And there'll be those that, that you'll uh, that you'll see again, and um, you'll remember the work, and and um, and so you know, this is what it's all about: doing God's work, God's way, God's word for God's glory. And uh, that was the reality of what we saw this week. And and, um, and so, you know, after we got back from mission site, then we'd have dinner. Then we'd have uh, worship around uh, 6 or so um, or 7. And, um, and then we'd follow that up with the church group devotion time. And that was the time that we would all be together and hear what they experienced that day. And, and they would share, you know, something meaningful that they learned in Bible study group or in worship. And, and it was always, you know, a special... The church, the church group devotion time is always so special and meaningful and um, and then you know after that there was a fellowship or, or so after church group devotion um, and, um, and then in the rooms at 11 o'clock lights out at 11.30 yeah right <laughs> um, but, uh, but then you know that was a full day and um, so I, I love Fuge camps and I love the staff, the camp pastor Duke Dismutes, uh, he's been at, at Mobile, I've been to Mobile three times now and he's been there as long as I can remember. And, and, and he did an incredible job uh, dividing the word of truth and giving and preaching the word. And, um, and so I'm grateful, you know, that we were allowed to go this year. And I'm grateful for this group behind me. Uh, they were where they were supposed to be, when they were supposed to be there, gave us no problems and, um, and, and just did outstanding. Watching some of them interact with those locals and, and on the mission sites was such a blessing. Hearing them share at night, seeing them worshiping God during the worship service, just a wonderful time. And I praise the Lord for that.
3: I'm on. I'm going to use a mic because our students, so you'll be able to hear the students. I'm on blue and yellow. This is not, this is, you can hear me now. Um, thank you, parents. Thank you, church family, for allowing our students to go to Infuge. And, I don't think it would be I know me and Michael's talked about this a few times it would not be a huge camp if we didn't have problems and uh, this year was no different Um, on May 2nd April April 2nd Karen had uh, secured us two 15 passenger vans and we left church here Sunday morning Mark went ahead and went up there to pick up the van one van and I was going to go with Jennifer to pick up the other van and he called me and said there's a problem we don't have a van Um, so after hours of that day of texting back and forth with a lot of people who helped us out thank you guys for helping us out um, we were able to secure one minivan and I got on the phone with Pastor Mark I said what are we going to do we've got one minivan and that's it and Mark told me he said you know what he said I'm going to get this bus one ready to go and we're going to trust in the Lord that he gets us there and that he gets us back and that's exactly what the Lord did that bus gave us no problems going down there the air conditioner was not the best I think it went out and I want to share this story our the air conditioner went out going down there probably about Atlanta maybe so the ones who was riding the bus were hot from Atlanta down to Mobile we got down there and we took it we found a place and we took it to an air conditioner shop who works on only air conditioners and he took that bus and he worked on it for probably a full day, a day and a half, trying to get parts for it and trying to get the right parts for it. He just was not able to get the parts for it. He couldn't get them in time for us to come back on Saturday. So what he did, he took that whole air conditioner and he flushed the whole system out. He put all new freon in that in that bus and called us and said your bus is ready and he gave us a list of things that needed to be repaired we went up there to pick up that bus and Mark said what do we owe you he said nothing he said this is a donation to the church he said I don't want to charge you guys a dime for this um, my suggestion is I think that we need to get together probably we need to send this guy a, a thank you note from the church because he really did work on that bus and uh, didn't and charge us a dime so um, right now I don't want to steal much from our youth but I, I want to tell you guys I love these students I really do and this is most definitely the best week of the year I always look forward to it and I'm going to allow these students to come up and share they're going to go in order because I try to teach our youth as gentlemen we let the ladies go first right this is yes this is no we let the ladies go first okay so the first one Addie
8: my favorite thing about camp this week was getting to play with the kids and minister to them I loved getting to see them have a smile on their face for the, uh, for the past week one of the kids I met with was named Carson we got to talk for a couple of days straight and I got to talk to him about God it really showed me how blessed we are and camp was a really great experience this year this year truly was a blessing, and I want to thank everyone in the church for allowing us to go. I also want to thank my dad for planning the trip and going through a lot of stress to get us there. This year, I was in the games and rec track, and I had never done that before. I met a little boy named Kingston that I spent the week with and was able to minister to. Seeing all the kids' faces light up when we came in to spend time with them really made my day. It really opened my eyes to how fortunate I am to have a good family and a good home. Something that I took away from this week was that as Christians, We have to take risks and stand up for God even when it's hard. Thank you again to everyone for allowing us to go. The past two times I've been to Infuge, I've loved it. I've made so many friendships this week. I love going to site and helping with the kids. I really enjoyed building relationship with each one of them. During this week, I've grown closer with the youth group and God. Infuge is a really fun, exciting time and you're still learning more about God. I really enjoyed how the pastor explained and reminded us what Jesus did for us. Even though we are told that Jesus died for us, the pastor really helped me picture and imagine all the pain that Jesus went through. I'm so glad I got to come to Infuge this year and build a stronger relationship with God. Thank you for all of the people that helped us get to Infuge this year.
9: This was my second year at Infuge, and again, it didn't disappoint. One of my favorite things about Fuge was sight and just seeing how happy those kids were to see us, even though we were strangers to them, it was such a blessing. A lot of times they would run out on the gym floor, and the first thing would do was give one of us a hug, even though they didn't know us. I also liked worship. Our pastor shared that we should not just say we're Christians, but we should act like Christians, that we should sacrifice, be obedient, and Forgive others, and we should risk it all for Jesus. The pastor also went in depth with Jesus' death, and I liked that because a lot of times we look over it and not really appreciate all the pain he went through for us. And one thing I also enjoyed about uh, the end of the week was um, everyone that was saved during the week would go up to the front and ring a bell, and it was such a blessing to see how God worked in in, uh, people's lives this week.
8: Fuge is truly one of the most specialist weeks. Fuge always helps me to build my relationship with God and to spread the gospel. My favorite thing about Fuge was definitely going to site and making all the kids' days by playing with them and showing them attention. On day three, the pastor spoke about how when Jesus was crucified, he told God to forgive the Roman soldiers, the crowd the Jewish religious leaders and the criminals. This was my favorite sermon because it reminded me that I don't need to hold grudges and I need to forgive everyone because God forgives me for all my sins. Overall, Infuge was very fun and special, and I would like to thank Pastor Mark, Valerie, and my mom and dad for letting us go on this trip. My favorite part of camp was mission site. For our mission site, we went to a kids camp and we met so many kids and built so many relationships with them. I also loved worship and the music. Seeing everybody in the room lose all care and devote those minutes to Christ is something we should do all the time. This week it has brought me so much closer with Christ and showed me I need to be more grateful for the things I have and stop complaining about the things I don't have, especially after hearing and seeing the environment the kids have come from. My favorite thing about FUGE was the mission site. We went to a camp called Camp Chandler and it was kids who have come from bad backgrounds or situations. This was my favorite part because I got to meet and influence a lot of kids. I was talking to a little boy named Norman, and was asking him if he went to church or knows anything about God and the first thing he said was, what's church? I've never realized before how many kids don't know Christ. I got to tell a group of kids about Jesus and explain to them what church was. These kids were so sweet and kind-hearted, I would have never known Or even thought about how bad their home lives or situations could be seeing where and the conditions these kids lived in really showed me how grateful we should be for how good we have it jennifer pointed out something in church group time about how even kids back home in liberty live in bad conditions and situations like this too it really made me think about how i personally need to reach out to more people here and share the gospel because we never know how bad someone's home life or situations could be and who don't know christ i'm so grateful i got to go to fuge and share, share the gospel with these kids and learn a lot more about the goodness of god
10: well we went to a place called the light of the village it is the eighth most dangerous place in alabama well actually the united states and i spoke to a girl named jada and thing she told me was she was saved and she was baptized out on the site. But she was afraid of getting shot. And that place has really showed how dangerous it was on the first day. The first thirty minutes? Thirty minutes we went there, we heard code arrow when it meant well broken arrow, which meant gunshots, and we were all isolated inside. That's a reality to those kids, and to some places here in the Liberty. It is hard to see kids like that. I mean, they don't have good home lives and having someone come in there to teach them, hey, we love you even though we don't know you is really a blessing to those children. So, yeah, that's what I was learning, that even though we have a good home, life, some people don't.
11: Well, first I just wanted to say that my favorite part was getting to go to sight. Um, It was uh, Eliza, um, Michael, Kanan, myself and Stoney and Jennifer that went to the light of the village and before we even got to the site they gave us, uh, we had to watch a 15 minute video briefing us on just how dangerous the area was and like it didn't really seem real at first until we got there and we heard the the code and then we were all kind of nervous about it but those kids just didn't even react to it It that's their everyday for them and that was that was kind of hard to get used to at first Um, but overall we had a lot of fun there we got to talk with the kids i know um, i made friends with a few named mikhail tay and jaden and they were all really cool to hang out with and play games with and down there they're really into their sports that was probably the most intense games of foursquare and basketball i've ever seen um, I, i'm kind of surprised that no one got injured but it was really cool to watch and um, that was just kind of really powerful to see how they've they've got their own little area and they can they kind of all feel safe there and it's really easy to get lulled into feeling really comfortable you can pretty much forget that you're in such a dangerous place, um, it's just kind of cool to see. And they also had, um, they had, they're separated into like different groups, there's five of them and then they have their interns and I think almost all of the interns were people that had gone through their program there before and they were coming back to help out the kids coming up and that was really cool to see too Um, and this being my sixth and last year of going to mfuge as a student i just wanted to say thank you to everyone that made it possible it was really amazing to get to go
7: um i really enjoyed futures here um my favorite part about fuge was sight, and my track was children and I like getting to play with like the little kids, and we got to play basketball, and I got to talk and minister with the kids. Um,
10: thank you to everyone who made this trip
2: possible.
7: Uh, I liked going to the site. Uh, I, my, my group had me, Kanan, no not Kanan, Cade, <laughs> Uh, Megan, Allie, and Maggie in it. Uh, all those kids there were... There was two groups. There was a younger group and an older group. Uh, they think I think the older kids had a Bible study sometimes, and the first day they weren't there because they uh, got in trouble. And, uh, let's see... Yeah, those kids, it, it seems like they don't have... The best living conditions, like we do around here, and like Sony said during church group time, wherever he is, uh, <laughs> uh, they, there's people like that around here as well, and we just don't see it as often because the of because the part of the area that we live in, uh,
11: and yeah, that's about it. So, uh, like JJ said earlier, I was in a group with him in a really dangerous town, and they get gunshot warnings multiple times a week, like, in that area. So despite the kids having to live in basically constant fear, they still manage to have constant fun, which I found really intriguing.
6: Um like JJ said earlier I was in the track with him as well. Um they said while we were there that things can get like really out of hand real quick and they were not lying. Like they I think there were like five times a day that they were trying to fight each other and it was just over little stuff like basketball or four square or something like that. But um seeing them just enjoy uh their time together in a really dangerous neighborhood as well kind of made me think that i need to start um, not taking things for granted as much and um i really enjoyed the trip um i thank y'all for allowing me to go and i thank stoney and jennifer and my parents for letting me go thank you
5: i want to first start off by saying um thank you to the parents and all of the church family that supported us to allow us to go on this mission trip that supported us with the fundraisers for our students and purchasing donuts and um, uh, everything else the books that we sold the coupon books and all that um, because we couldn't do this without you and without your support Um, I was at light of the village um it was the name of the place that i was at with stoney and michael and jj and eliza and um eliza and i were with the older girl group um and like she said the first the first day we walk up and as we're entering um the portable because um, and if you guys aren't friends with me on facebook send me a uh, a request and look at my pictures i Tried to take lots of pictures so that you could actually get a get a feel for where we were and what we were the conditions that these children are in. But this ministry, the light of the village, is a real light in this um, in this town. This this place that is um, drug infested. But as we were going up the steps for her to take us to the portable to our girls, I, gunshots. I heard gunshots and they were really close and it was scary um and they they said the girl that was taking us to our portable said get inside and um and then we heard them call on the walkie broken arrow which meant that there were gunshots in the area and this didn't just happen one time this happened several times last week that they heard gunshots and we had to go inside and they had to make sure everything was clear and everything was safe. And this is normal for these kids that live there. They're used to that, which is just crazy to me that they live in this and that they're not phased by it at all. Um, they also shared with us, I mean, I think statistic wise, I think he had um, had like 160 or 80 something people that had been killed and shot in that area. Um, There were six people that had actually been killed on their campus but were not killed during hours, that there had never been, nobody had ever been um, hurt or injured during camp time. So this was a really, really rough area that we were in. Um, And my heart goes out to all of those people that work there and the children that go there and have to live in that every day and the ministry that these people have um mr john said that there they had been there since 2003 so that's almost 20 years god has had his hand on this ministry and is blessing it so um i know i'm definitely going to continue to lift them up in prayer um, and as i shared with the youth and they pointed out earlier we do have we may not have gunshots like in our area day-to-day and um and and gang problems um in our town but we do have people that have poor living conditions um, that come from abusive families that um, we just don't know they come from all walks of life and we don't know what they're going through Um, another thing I wanted to share with you um, was uh, the Lord really uh, spoke to me on Tuesday's lesson we studied about Abraham and Isaac and Abraham's obedience to sacrifice even his most prized possession which was his only son Um, and we learned about sacrifice and I was reminded That God will never ask us to sacrifice something good unless he has something better. Um, And how many times do we choose our way over God's way because we think we know what's best for us? I know I do. I'm certainly guilty of that. God's going to ask us to sacrifice and surrender, and even when it's hard, We need to remind ourselves of this truth that he has something better for us and we need to trust him. Um, Yes, we may be uncomfortable and we may suffer and I would say we were uncomfortable this week. Wouldn't you guys say that? I know I sweated more (laughs) this week. It was so hot in Alabama. It was extremely hot. But he had something good in store for us. And he wants us to sacrifice our time, our energy, our effort. He may want us to sacrifice our friends or whatever. But he's worthy. He is worthy. And I pray that he would give us courage and strength to sacrifice whatever he's calling us to. Thank you again for supporting us.
2: Valerie was telling me about a little girl that that, uh, came up to her. And Valerie was was really involved with the crafts at the center that we were at. And um, it was a real joy. You know, I'm out there playing um, basketball and volleyball and and, uh, kickball, dodgeball, whatever. And I'd look over and see. And and she was in her element. You know, she loved working those crafts. And what was the one girl's name? Alicia. Alicia. Brooklyn and so uh, y'all were were making puppets I think it was we
5: made puppets we made bracelets we made whatever they wanted to make we were making (laughs) and and there
2: there was one I think it was Brooklyn um, they made a puppet and she needed I think it needed to be customized because it didn't fit or whatever and so Valerie made like handles for it well you know she got she got you know uh, playing jump rope or something like that and so, um, you know, you think, well, maybe she forgot about it or, or whatever. But then she came back, and Valerie showed her the, the handles that she had made on that, on that puppet, put some beads on it, and, um, and it just made that girl's day. You know, she, she just said, thank you, thank you, and, and, um, and, and she commented about the beads that she put on it and everything. And, um, and so, you know, that's just part of the interaction that we were able to have with these kids now. Uh, where we were at Hillsdale was a fairly, you know, nice community. Um, I know that where the lighthouse where they were, uh, they were homes that were boarded up and it and it looked like nobody lived there, but they were actually living there. And um, and it reminded me the last time I went to Mobile, we went to the Boys and Girls Home of the South, and um, there was a, a a guy there that that led. His name was Marty, and um, he he played football at Mississippi State, and and so he he led. And was a great leader for those kids, and we, we pulled in. It was a projects, and we pulled in. And again, the, all, most of the the projects, the, there was no windows, and the, they were boarded up. Grass was high, and that kind of stuff, not well kept. And I really, I really thought, what in the world, you know? And, and, and then we found out people lived there. But but Marty was a was a leader, and he made those kids walk the line. He would he would get on them and show them structure and discipline, and there were even. Um, there were even high school boys that would come to that, and would would between their two a days football practice, and they would play basketball hard. All all that's all they had. They didn't have video games and and you know air conditioned homes and things like that. Uh, but but those guys were great athletes, and 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 I and, and so I remember. And the reason I'm I'm pointing out the last time is because of, of the tough area they were in. But there was Marty, and he still he still holds the reception. Uh, receiving yards at Mississippi State University but I got to talking to the ladies at Hillsdale and and I, I was asking I said how's he doing and she said well he's he's deceased and and so he's he's finished his race and all I could think about was how he made his life count and, and he was a father figure to so many boys and, and girls and even adolescents that needed that discipline and structure. That's what's hurting our society and our culture today is the lack of the of fathers, father figures in, in, in lives. And, and, and so um, there was one there in Mobile that made his life count and, and he, he finished his race. And so as I think about that, all that we did this week, the reality is that it's not just there, but it's here. And um, and I really love the, the theme this year, Matchless One, which reminds us that Jesus is the matchless one. He has no rival. There's none beside him. He's King of kings and Lord of lords. He's the Alpha and Omega. What a mighty Savior. What a mighty God that we serve. And um, Hebrews, especially chapter 8, um Hebrews reminds us that Jesus is is the the best thing or the best person that God has ever revealed. And I want to read to you a a portion of Scripture from Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 11. But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? And so all through Hebrews, obviously written to the Hebrew people, the, the theme is that the law was good, but grace is better. And that's and that's what we saw uh, this week. Isaac and Jesus. Uh, we reminded of sacrifice. Isaac was was sacrificed, but Jesus is the better sacrifice. And um, and then Joseph and Jesus uh, about forgiveness when Joseph's sons. Sold him into slavery. We, we know the story. Um, and, and, he, and he forgave his brothers. He was in a position where many of us might want to say, Yeah, I remember what you did to me. Now I'm second in command, and now you're going to pay for it. He could have done that, but he didn't. He forgave. And then Jesus came and, and offered forgiveness. And, and, and if there's ever an, any... The, the worst injustice of all time was when the sinless Son of God came and was treated the way that he was treated and, and he died on that cross like a common criminal. And he was beaten, as, as, as the students reminded us, that was made so clear. When we talked about forgiveness and, and what Jesus did, he was beaten. And the Roman soldiers, that's what they did. They perfected that. And, and they beat him so that he didn't even look human. And there he hung on the cross naked, shedding his blood for you and for me. And so Joseph forgave his brother. But the, the forgiveness that we have from Jesus is so much better. And then there's Abraham, where he was told by God to go to a land, pack up your stuff and go, which was a huge undertaking. And Abraham didn't even know where he was going, but he just said, I'm going. And by faith, he trusted God. He was obedient. But Jesus was obedient to the Father. So Jesus' obedience is better. Abraham's obedience was good, but Jesus' obedience is better. And then there's Esther. Esther took a risk for such a time as this, that the plan was, a decree was issued that all... Uh, her people, the Jews, the, the, the Israelites, would, would be executed. Which obviously, you know, God had made a promise that, you know, through David, that there would be a, a, a never-ending throne. Well, how's that going to happen if, if the whole Jewish nation is executed? And so Esther, uh, through the sovereignty of God, found herself as queen. They didn't know that she was Jewish. But she goes before the king, which risked her life for her people, and in the same way, Jesus risked his life for us. He paid it all. He, he he paid the ultimate risk for you and for me. And so I loved the theme this year, how we, we took the stories of the Old Testament, Isaac, Joseph, Abraham, Esther, stories that perhaps we have heard uh, before, and, and it was linked to Jesus because that's what the Old Testament does. You can't appreciate the New Testament till you you understand and and, and, and know the Old Testament. And Jesus is the fulfillment of of it all and, and only God could do that the sovereignty of God working and so um, I'm grateful for the Bible study groups um, this is what they learned in their Bible study groups and then Duke would come and he would preach along the same theme of sacrifice forgiveness obedience and risk very powerful worship services and, um, and even more special uh, church group devotion times and these students were challenged they were challenged as one of our students reminded us don't just say you're a Christian but, but live it out. you know. Don't just offer lip service, but let your actions also uh, sacrifice. Sacrifice it all for the Lord. Forgiveness. Obedience. Uh, Duke pointed out that, that there's three letters in the middle of obedience called die. And he pointed out how we have to die to self. It's not about us. It's all about Him. We're, we're obedient to the Lord, and we die to self so that we might live in Christ. And so... Um, I'm grateful for that. As, as pastor, the solid teaching of God's Word and the preaching of God's Word, the music glorified and honored God. It was so powerful, and it, and it, it was so true to God's Word. And, and so I, I appreciate the staff. Um, as Southern Baptist, you would be proud of this camp. Uh, they do such a great job. And I have never been to a huge camp where I've been disappointed in a camp pastor or uh, disappointed in a, in a group Bible study leader. And so I appreciate that so much. That's cooperative program money at work right there that you support. So thank you so much. And then with it being a Southern Baptist camp, the missions offering, uh, we were given updates about North American Mission Board and work that's taking place in St. Louis. And uh, the the missions offering went to help a church plant in St. Louis as they're reaching out with the gospel and doing a good work there. But also what's the people, the uh, Embera people, uh, International Mission Board. And, and so I'm just telling you, my favorite, my favorite part of the convention when, I, when you allowed me to go to Anaheim is the International Mission Board Sin Celebration. And if you've never, I, I know many of you probably have never been, but when you have families and couples and individuals coming up and saying, God has called us to this particular part of the world, and we are answering the call we're going to the nations. And your cooperative program dollars and the Annie Armstrong Easter offering and the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, it all goes towards North American missions or international missions. And to see the, the same people that I had seen at commissioning services at Fuge camps, to see the work that they're continuing to do. And so our students on Thursday Thursday night, I think it was, there was the missions offering. And they had been sharing about the missions work. And, and so our students uh, contributed to the missions offering, and then we were able to pray over that offering as every church group in the worship service did. Very powerful. And there's a story to share, and there's people sharing it. And by the way, we have a story to share as believers as well. And our mission field is, starts right here in Liberty and in Pickens County. And so uh, the, for the week, though, the students raised or, or, or the offering was $3,400. A little bit more than that. So you think about students that's setting aside some money where they could be sp- buying, you know, coffee or cappuccino or or huge uh, items and and, and uh, whatever. You know, going the night we went out uh, on Thursday night with extended hang time, they they could purchase stuff, but they set money aside and, and, and there's sacrifice. Sacrifice. They 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 chose not to get something for them to sacrifice so that they could give to the mission's offering. And so that really touched my heart this week, and and, um, it was truly uh, uh, an amazing week. Uh, One of my favorite parts of sight at Hillsdale was uh, those ladies, the leaders, would would have the kids when they came in the gym to sit on the bleachers, and they would give them instructions. And they made those kids walk the chalk line too, (laughs) and uh, they they kept them in line. Uh, But when they released them, we would be out on the gym floor. When they released those kids— I'm telling you they hit the ground running and they came to us and couldn't wait you know to play because they knew that they were going to be loved and they knew that they were going to be encouraged and you know I I remember I played hide and seek with two boys and uh, boy they were fast man I couldn't catch them Um, I I would find but I would count to ten and they would go hide under a table and I knew where they were but I would go opposite and walk all the way around the gym then I'd make eye contact with them and they would start giggling and laughing and they would just take off running and um and then they said, okay, I'm going to count. So I had to go hide. So I went and hid somewhere, and they came straight to me. And I said, how did you know where I was? And they said, we opened our eyes when we were counting. <laughs> and, and I just reminded about childlike faith. You know, just, just, just be real. You know, that, that's what they did. But, um, but I'm grateful, you know, for, for the wonderful memories of camp and, and to share God's love. It's, it's real. And the reality of all that we learned at camp is true, and we brought it back with us. And I pray... For these students, I pray that that it will challenge us even, you know, that we would think about what we need to sacrifice and how is our obedience. You know, are are we dying to self? Are we obeying the Lord? Because that's what God expects for all believers. And so thank you, church family. We love you and we are so thankful for this wonderful opportunity uh, to go to MFuge again with this great group.
3: Um, Guess what, guys? For the first year, I think this is the very first year, I had 100% participation from our students of speaking today. Um, I know it takes a lot of guts and a lot of courage to get up here and speak in front of the church, but I want to thank you. The only one that didn't speak was Everett, and he's not feeling very well today, but he was willing to stand up here um, with us. And I will speak for Everett in saying that Everett was the man on the campus this week. I don't know how he was, but... Everybody on campus seemed like they knew Everett. And every time I would see Everett, it seemed like he had a different girl with him. <laughs> but I'm glad that he had a great time. And uh, I'm, I'm so thankful for you guys. And, and one thing that I did do with these, uh, with these students on the last night of um, church group devotion time is I challenged these students. It seems like when we go to Infuge every year, it seems like that they get excited. They grow closer to God. And they have an energy about them during Infuse. But when we come back home, it just seems like it ends. It stops. I challenge these students this week to uh, to surrender. Surrender to God. Surrender everything to God. Allow God to lead you in your life. And commit to God. There's a lot of things that we are committed to in this world and God is not one of them. For some reason, God is not one of them. And in uh, in Luke chapter 14 verse 26 it says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father, mother, wife, children, brother and sister, yes even his own life cannot be my disciple. Who Whoever does not bear his own cross and come After me, cannot be my own disciple. Church, he was not talking to the 12 that was walking with him. He was talking to all of us. And he is saying that we must hate everything else in our life in comparison with him. And Mark pointed out, one thing that we're missing in this world today is godly leaders. We are missing that. We are missing godly fathers. And if we expect our students to surrender to God, guess what they got to see? They got to see the fathers and the mothers surrendering to God. They got to see that. We can pray over our students all we want to, but it does not do no good until they see us step up and surrender to God. Let nothing else come before God in their lives. That's what these students need to see. These students need to see that we are willing as parents to get up on Sunday morning and come to Sunday school. We're willing to come back to church on Sunday night. We're willing to come to church on Wednesday night and be a part of the church and serve in the church. We are to set the example for our students. Jennifer and I, we have a very small influence in these students' lives. Parents, you have the big influence in their lives. Do you want your children to be godly children? To grow up and to serve God and to be created to do the good works for God? If you pray for that over your students, then they need to see you do that. I just want to thank you, church family, for everything that you have done for these students. I thank you for allowing Jennifer and I to to have your students this week and to trust us with your students. And we brought them all back safe. Maybe some parents wanted us to leave their child there, but we brought them back, and I'm handing them back over to you. I love spending time with these students. And I do want to say, Pastor Mark, uh, we've been to many infuges together. Um, This may be the last one, unless I can... Pay for you to go next year, which I would be very willing to do. Um, Mark, you have been with me, and other than my wife, Pastor Mark has been right by my side in this ministry. Through the good times and through the bad times, he's encouraged me, He's pushed me along, and he has been a mentor, and I 'm really going to miss Pastor Mark. There's only a few people you have that come along in your life that you can call a Christian friend. And Mark gives that to me. We love you, Mark. We love you, Valerie. And we thank you for everything that you've done in this church. And at this time, I will turn it back over to Mark and have him close us. With, after you close with the invitation or however you want to close, if you could let me have a moment with you and Valerie up here on stage. Okay.
2: Thank you. Y'all can, y'all can go up and sit. Thank you, Stoney. Well, there's no work like God's work, and I'm grateful that we are a part of the family of God because Jesus paid it all and the hope that we have in him and you know what we are doing when we're being used of God to share God's love to be his witnessing be his witnesses what we are doing is of eternal significance lives are being weighed in the balance and there's no greater work and it's easy in this world there's so much going on so we're all busy uh, you know we're we're raising families and we're we got appointments to keep and deadlines and and and, and so much that goes on and if we're not careful we can find ourselves um, you know being too busy and then scheduling God right out and and so as we've been reminded this morning about obedience and about sacrifice and about risk um, I, I wonder this morning is, is God speaking to hearts and I'm I'm asked our musicians if they'll begin to play and and uh, this is a time of invitation. You've heard from our, our students' heart and you've heard about the good work and you've heard the truth from God's Word, you know, about how uh, Jesus is the best. He's the matchless one. Why do we do what we do? Well, it shouldn't be for any other reason except Jesus. And if He's your reason, He's enough. And if He's your reason, you're going to stay with it until God calls you home. And I pray that that will be our reason that jesus would be our focus and he would be the center as we sang at camp that our life would center around his name and that we would look to him and be obedient to him and love and serve him that's real living that's a joyful life right there is serving god being used of god so i want to ask you to stand right now as our musicians play uh, you're not going to sing uh, i don't know if donna she might sing but uh, this is the time for us to examine our hearts and I encourage you to respond and commit this morning as God leads. And that's a great invitation, a hymn, a great message and song. Have thine own way, Lord. Let God have his way this morning. And let's let God move and let God work. and Let's commit this morning. We'll leave this place with joy in our hearts. Would you come? I encourage you to come.
0: have thine own way that
2: play through another verse he's the potter and we're the clay so what does that mean well we need to have soft clay where God can shape and mold us into what he wants us to be let's not let our hearts get hardened we let our hearts get hardened when we don't trust him like we should and when we don't obey him like we should and then it gets to the point to where we're so hardened that God can't do anything with us because we're unwilling see God won't force his way on us But we got to obey Him and look to Him and trust Him. So let God shape us and mold us. What is it right now that God wants to shape us into? What do we need to sacrifice? What kind of obedience do we need to have? So as they play through this last verse, I encourage you to come. The altar is open. Let's commit this morning. Let's commit to be the the dads and the moms and the, the Christians that God would have us to be. You'll be glad you did, I promise. I believe the Lord's been glorified. To God be the glory. I'm gonna ask if you'll have a seat just for a moment. Um, I want to call our ushers forward. Uh, we do have a matter of business this morning that we want to take care of. Shouldn't take long. Uh, if you're visiting with us, we understand if you if you need to leave, but we hope you'll stay. Again, this shouldn't take long. This is our uh, our deacon election, and um, and they're going to be uh, passing out the ballots. And um, the names are already listed there. There's I believe there's five, and we need to select three. We have three that are rotating off, and I appreciate uh, those three. Uh, Their service has been a joy, and I appreciate their wisdom, as as Stoney has shared. Uh, They poured a lot into uh, trying to help uh, us secure transportation to camp, but that didn't just happen last week. That happened back in February and March, and and I appreciate so much the wisdom of our deacons, and and certainly, um, you know, uh, deacon leadership is, is so... Uh, important in the life of a church, and so we have that opportunity, especially right here now. Now, I do want you to know the bylaws state that we uh, that we have deacon election in uh, July, but we thought in light of of um, also uh, nominating and electing a pulpit committee that it would be wise to go ahead and um, and and do that now. I know this is just it's only one Sunday, but but at the same time it's it's before July, and that's why we're doing that. Uh, but. You know, the deacon ministry is all about service. We, we see in the New Testament in Acts where uh, the deacons were called because the apostles were, uh, were having to wait on tables, and they weren't able to faithfully minister the Word. So, so deacons were selected, uh, men that, you know, that had good report and um, uh, men that were mature and, and uh, that met qualifications, obviously, and they selected those deacons to help minister and to wait on tables and to serve. Uh, so it's, we're not electing a CEO board here. You know, we're electing servants. That's what uh, deacons uh, uh, should be is servants and humble servants. And um, so I, I just remind you about that. But let's, as these ballots are being passed out, you can uh, select three. And, um, and then let's ask God to bless. Heavenly Father, we come before you. And Lord, this is all important deacon election. And we pray that your will would be done. And I pray, God, that, uh, that you will be glorified, that you will use these men. Thank you so much, Lord, for how you've used our deacons in the past, and I thank you for them, and I look forward, Lord, to the days ahead of you using uh, these deacons even that will be elected this morning. May you be honored and glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'll just fold that and turn and pass it down to the, the center aisles, and we'll get those. Anybody had any outstanding ballots? Any looks like they've all been collected. Any others? Don't want to miss those upstairs. Okay, everybody's—they've all been accounted for. So thank you so much for that. And uh, and then deacons, if you'll help, you know, count the ballots after the the service. And uh, appreciate so much um, uh, uh, you helping us out with that. Uh, and I'll turn it over to uh, Stoney.
3: me again sorry uh, Valerie Okay, Um, we've got you guys a gift from the church Um, one thing I'll start I'll start with Valerie the church thought that since you spent the whole week sleeping in a dorm in a dorm mattress that you deserved a massage I know I have to get Jennifer a massage every week after Infuge so there's you a massage to straighten your back back out and your neck out and all that um Mark, we got you. Dennis, where are you at? Can you remind me where this is from? Gotta run. Gotta run.
2: Got run,
3: yeah. Gotta run. So, all the running you do, you might need a new pair of shoes. You're running on your bare feet now, I guess. <laughs> um, but the church, from a church, we did get you guys this gift. And, Mark, we'd add, like for you to open it so you can show the, the church what you received, and, and we'll explain it.
2: All eyes are watching, so it's a little bit.
3: Coming from somebody that's in student ministry, it might be something that pops out and scares you.
2: Corinthian bells.
3: Corinthian bells. These are wind chimes, Pastor Mark, that you can put out on your back deck. And, um, And every time these wind chimes will chime, we hope that it reminds you of Liberty First Baptist Church. Um, one thing that we did do was we took the one wind chime out that would remind you of Dina Counts because we know you don't want to be reminded of her. But all the other wind chimes are in there.
2: Wow. Thank you all so much. That, that is so thoughtful as well. And, and, and I know that, that when I hear these chimes, I certainly will. And, of course, I don't need the the chimes to remind me about y'all because this place is so dear to us, and uh, you mean so much to us. But uh, but this is such a sweet, thoughtful reminder of that, and thank you for the gifts and, and thank you for your love. Um, I remember when I began some eight and a half years ago, I never thought that I would leave this place. I didn't want to leave, and uh, but and it was even I was reminded this week at camp that Abraham was told. To go to a land and he didn't even know where he was going. But God led him. And when God leads, you've got to go. And I would do this church an injustice. I would do myself, my family an injustice. If I remained when I felt led of God to go. So I just pray that perhaps that might even be an extra example to even our students. That the best way is God's way. And we need to follow the Lord and let Him lead. And and so... I know that God is leading someone else here. Don't know who it is, but God already knows. And I look forward to hearing great things in the days ahead. I love you and I support you and I encourage you. And what else can I say? Um, We we are so thankful uh, for Liberty First Baptist Church. And and I'm grateful for this gift. This means the world. Thank you all so much. We love you.
3: Let us pray, and then we'll be dismissed. Father God, we thank you, Lord, to, to know that you are you are the matchless one, Father. Just as our students have learned today, Father, that or this week, God, that God, that you are sovereign, God, and God, that everything that you have for us are, are great gifts, and they're uh, gifts to lead us in the right direction to to do what we were created by you to do, and that is to go out and to do good works for you, Father, and to share the gospel with other people and lead people and point people to Jesus Christ. God, we thank you for Pastor Mark and Valerie and what they mean to this church, Father. God, I pray that you would bless them as they move forward to another chapter in their life and as they follow your will in their life, Father. I pray that you would be with them, lead them, and guide them and protect them, God. God, we love you so much. And God, we just pray that you'd bring us back here tonight, God, to to serve you and to worship you. For it's in Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen.